Welcome, Warriors, to another episode of Outreach Warrior. And I'm really happy to say that we have our good friend, Bandana, back with us for episode two. Bandana, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing amazing. How are you doing today? Oh, it's been good. It's been wild. Um, life is crazy. There's work. There's just lots of things going on. Um, but you know what? We, we, we keep chub- chugging along and so glad to have you here. And we've got a lot of positive feedback from our last episode with you. We, um, we, love, that, we love that you're, you're you know, helping us out, getting the word out. Awesome. Outreach- getting the word out of Outreach Warrior. Um, a little bit later in the show, I want to talk to you a little bit more about Operation Clean, um, getting, you know, hygiene products out to, to people that need it. But I, people were really enamored by you. And I kind of wanted to dive into Bandana's story. Um, you said you've been homeless for about 20 years or so uh, along those lines. And uh, you, you got to have a lot of stories. So we people want to know that... <laughs> People kind of want to know the backstory of our, our friend Bandana. So um, I might interject a little bit here and there, but um, Bandana, take it away, bud. Oh, so where do you want me to start? You want me to start from the very beginning or uh, do you want me to start? Uh, where do you want me to start at, actually? Uh, how about the past 10 years or so, being being uh, being on the streets, um, the, okay. the trial, trials and tribulations that you've gone through that we can we can talk to our younger viewers and people like that okay uh well basically for the past 10 years uh starting off uh about 10 years ago i i was actually still in florida and uh i was basically i was just living in hotels i started living in hotels and uh and couch surfing stuff like that and uh the drugs got really bad and um so i ended up really just on the street living in tents and under the uh bridge and stuff uh, that uh, just really tells you that hey, I um, hit rock bottom, and um, I, I did. Uh, I made a lot of decisions, wrong decisions, because when uh, you're living out there like that, it's just uh, the wrong decisions hits you more than the good decisions. And if you, if you know what I mean by that, um, they're more in your face than than the uh, the good ones. You know. Um, no, I, 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 absolutely. I mean. And then also we talk about substance abuse with, with our homeless population and you're dealing with people that are, you know, they're depressed and they're not happy, like with their situations that they're going through. So turning, turning to abusing substances, isn't that crazy, you know, to make them feel better, you know, like it's. Well, they see a weakness. They, they see the weakness in you. They can spot it out. Like, you know, a sore thumb and, you know, and, uh, they, they, that's what they look for. And they look for a homeless a lot because they, they already know you've, uh, you're screwing up in some kind of way. That's why you got them in the first place. And they, and they see that. So they attack you uh, with that, the, uh, with the play that they got going on. And uh, they will, they will, they will, they know exactly what to say to you. Uh, even if you sit there and say, no, I don't really want it. They know how to, to change that mindset, make you actually walk away with a bag of dope in hand. Well, just to just to interject for for a minute, um, that's how I started um, the whole outreach program. Um, when 
I have the idea for um, uh, Starfish is the uh, nonprofit that I run with my wife and Tom helps us out a lot, uh, Starfish Community Outreach. Um, I met a student of mine and I've told the story a few times, but I'll, I won't tell the whole thing. But one of my students, uh, my special needs students um, was living in a hotel and I went to, I wanted to give them a nice Christmas, um, him and his family. And then I saw all the children living in the hotel and I was blown away. And that's when I became aware of, of, of all these people that were living in these hotels in Florida. I, I'm not sure where you were in Florida, but this is kind of like the Disney corridor, the 192 corridor where there are just so many people, so many people. And that's when I really became aware of it. And, um, you know, it blew me away. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it later, what happened from that. But a lot of good things came from it. The nonprofit came from it. But like you said in the last episode, that living in the hotel is like the doorway to being homeless. Like that's the first, the first part. That's so the first, didn't mean first, to interrupt that's you. The, that's the first step into the door of, of a homelessness. Yes. Uh, and you, and, they, and whenever, when people start living in hotels, they usually spiral down. Right. You know, because hotels are very expensive, one thing. And uh, so you spiral down. There's so many drug dealers actually live in the hotels. Uh, they, they live there. <laughs> and they actually got their own rooms. And uh, that's, they've been, that's why they do that. They know there's a lot of people that, go, that start going to hotels because they're kicked out of the house for some reason. And uh, or they lose their, 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 their money in some, some kind of way, the, the money flow. And they end up in hotels, and it's you know that's when the drug dealers start hitting you, and um, it's a it's it's a big problem. Um, you know when when I first when I first got uh into being homeless, uh, I was like 15 years old, 16 years old. Uh, that's when I actually ran away from home. Um, then I I went from home to couch surfing, all my friends and everything like that, and uh, then I went from couch surfing. To actually uh, starting to walk long distances to other to other uh, areas like you know Dane County, then went to Broward, and I walked all the way to. <laughs> I can walk, man. I can walk hundreds of miles. You know, uh, I've I've actually had it on bed where I've walked a, a hundred mile radius in a two day period. Uh, I don't know if y'all can remember that part of my story. Wow. Um, that's when I was. That's when I was uh, over there. Where that bar was with all the lights on it. Uh, that's how I ended up in that area. That was a that was just maybe a year ago. And um uh, but I could walk long distances because uh, I, I walk the reason I walk like that because I get into my mindset and I'll walk and I'll just walk and I'm trying to figure out well how I can get out of this. I'm trying, you know, it's just I wander about. And uh the thing the reason why I was doing this is I was trying to figure out how I can get off the dope. And how to get away from the dope dealers and stuff like that, where I can go and try try to give an effort on trying to get on my feet again. And um, like I said, like I ran away at 15 for reasons, very good reasons. And um, uh, like I said, I started couch surfing at friends, and then uh, I went from the friends to uh, actually living in the bushes and out in the trees and anywhere I can, you know, lay my head. And uh, it all started from there. You know, the, the, this whole journey. And God, this has been a test the whole time. You know, God's been testing this whole time to get ready for this right here. Uh, I'm still being tested, but I believe God has been getting me ready for exactly what I'm doing right, right now with you, uh, starting to uh, help others. Well, I, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, I think that, and I've, I've just, from 
and it, it it's when you say that you were at that young age of 15 and that's what I do for work right now is working with um, youths from 18 to 20 um, in our shelter that I work at. It's there's issues from, you know, runaways, from abuse, um, issues with the family. And there are so many. And, like, and, and that's why and this is like one of the biggest things I want to push on the podcast is that there's so many resources now that can help those people at that young age to get on the right track. And if they're serious about it, and I've seen the kids that are serious about it, that are just like, wow, like, you know, like, and, and there's some that God bless them. They, um, they're not ready to accept it, you know, and they don't want to, and and they have an authority issue. And I mean, and and that's for a teenage, I mean, they're still children. They're 18 to 20. They're, they're still kids, you know, and having someone telling them what they can do and can't do, it can be an issue. You know, I mean, if I was 19, you know, you think, you know, everything, but, um, but some, but some of them I remember are, those days too. I remember that. I yeah. Remember. yeah. I, know. I mean, we're not that old. I mean, we can remember a little bit. <laughs> I know. I'm but, old. Um, <laughs> I know. I, no. <laughs> but, um, I'm but, 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 I'm five years mentally, five years old mentally. Yeah. I figure, I figure I'm at least, you know, 19 mentally, <laughs> but, um, but there's a lot of programs that for the, for the ones that are serious about it. And, um, and that's why I just kind of want to spread awareness that, you know, that we, we, we can spread on this podcast the saying, Hey, yeah, if you're going awesome. through, going through this issue. So you're, you're 15, you're crowd, you're couch surfing, you're in Florida. So what happens next? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I'm couch surfing and I, and I go, I graduate to a uh, smoking crack and, uh, that, and then I graduated to, a. Uh, living on the streets. <laughs> I got, I got uh, uh, my girl pregnant. What happened? I, I moved out. I got a girl pregnant. Her name was, uh, her nickname was Iggy. I don't want to say her name because I don't know if she wants her name mentioned. So I'm going to say her nickname was Iggy. And uh, uh, I got her pregnant and um, I stayed with her because I got her pregnant. Uh, it was kind of like a shotgun wedding. <laughs> and there was <laughs> almost, I think there was a shotgun there. <laughs> so no, I, 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 Myself wanted to stay, but the crack got in the way of that. It did. The crack uh, took stole my family, and um, uh, I saw I I was there, but I was not there. I don't know if you know what the, I mean by that, but uh, I was I was out mostly on the streets, uh, smoking my crack and getting worse and worse and, and more deeper into the game, and I started getting more deeper into the streets and more you know fading away from my family more and more and more and more. And, uh, you know, I, I just talked to my daughter the other, the other day, yesterday, and uh, she, uh, she does not, uh, and she, she, uh, she forgave me. And uh, I was awesome, you know. And, uh, but I faded away, and it just went on from there. I was, I was 15 years, basically, on the streets, pretty much straight 15 years because of the crack addiction. And uh, was, uh, when, you, when you're on crack, crack is a really... Uh, it's a Satan drug. <laughs> that Satan, Satan put that drug on this earth. He had to because that you just uh, it just steals everything, and it makes you do stupid things. It makes you uh, just uh, destroys your life and it's, it steals everything. And that's why I make these videos about the kids because that's where it starts. It starts at a young age. And it's, it, it the mindset of wanting. It's a it's a slow suicide. Is what it is when when those kids at a young age like that start smoking crack they start out with the marijuana and then it turns into cocaine and it turns into alcohol it turns into crack it turns into meth it turns into heroin 
it gets harder and harder as the line goes down. Um, this thing about the marijuana, it's, a, it's, a, it's not a bad drug and it's not bad for you. Uh, mentally it is, and in some ways, it, physically it is too. Uh, why they're saying marijuana is not such a bad drug for you. Um, hello? You still there? Hello? Hey, Warriors. Um, we had a issue. Um, isn't Zoom wonderful? There's, you know, we can't control the internet. We're back. Me and Bandana and my good buddy Tom doing the producing as always. Bandana, hey, can we pick back up? Yes, brother, we can. Um, yeah, I, was, uh, I think where we, we lost it was uh, why they're instilling the, the fact that weed is, uh, is not bad for you. It's, it's changing the mindsets of people about uh, this, these drugs that are bad for you. Weed is bad for you. It's not it's a drug. I know it comes from the earth, but that's not exactly true. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that they grow the weed with it's not they're not really supposed to be going it with and it's actually bad for you um uh, especially the stuff they're making lately it's not like in the old days uh it's even, it was even bad for just bad for you it's a, it's a chain it starts in the chain it's the beginning of a chain and that and the chain goes on maybe alcohol or crack or cocaine it, you just keep going up the ladder actually down the ladder and uh it's just uh, it's i don't know why they're trying to do this and make these states it make it legal and stuff like that. I, it does help in a, in a way of some people that have physical problems, maybe, and because any any kind of medication out there has its downfalls. And uh, marijuana is being used for like uh, medication, uh, and it does have its downfalls. For that, maybe it's it's fine. Uh, I guess they, they have to have it to help them. But the kids and the teenagers and stuff like that to get into it. It's a, it changes the mindset, and they go down. A, they go down a chain link that just sends them way further, further down into a hole, and that's where it all begins. Yeah, well, I, I think. I mean, I think it's an open conversation because um, I know there's a lot. I mean, and, and not putting in my personal opinions here, but um, with a lot of pharmaceutical medicines, some people might say that you know going to medical marijuana might be better than all the pharmaceutical, but again, if you're dealing with addiction and stuff like that, any type of um, drug like that can lead to relapse. And that is totally true, you know, but, you know, but there, there are, I mean, they're, they're exploring more options for people with like epilepsy and stuff like that, you know, that, and if it can help, you know, that, that, that's awesome. But there's also, but when you're talking like street, street wise, you know, and, and, and people recovering from addiction as well, like it, it's still a, it's still a drug, but that's, that, that, that's a conversation for another time. But I do, I do agree with you that it, 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 it was, it's actually a part of the story. I'm trying to say that's why, yeah. that's why I brought it up. Yeah. Um, yeah but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so that, that's why uh, I kind of actually started into the other dope uh, and it got me to where uh, I was completely homeless. Uh, completely. I mean, it's, a, it's basically rock bottom. So I was, I was on the crack 15 years and I was, uh, I was on the street 15 years at the same time. And uh, I, I ended up in Texas uh, after a while. And uh, there I started out and then my brothers helped me. They were trying, they were trying to get me back on my feet. And um, uh, in Texas for a little while, about, for about four or five, maybe six years. And uh, I failed. Uh, I got into an accident one day. And from there, I just went downhill. Uh, I don't know why. Because I, uh, I, I think I... Had a hard time getting the car and then 
uh, see, I just, and I went downhill from there. I guess when I mentally, I, I got more um, messed up by that accident, maybe. Uh, but I ended up on the street again, and then I, I started smoking the meth. Uh, when I was still living in that apartment that I had, I started on meth, and then from there I went really <laughs> fast downhill. And um, I, I ended up basically homeless camp. And um, I'm be giving you bits and pieces of the story of the jumps. And uh, that way, that's what I'm remembering right now. Uh, if, if I would have had maybe a little more time, I'd probably better line it up better. I just don't have a lot of time to do it. Um, but uh, next time I'll have a better story for you uh, on this, uh, on my life. Uh, it'll be more lined up the way it really went. Um, but uh, it's, it's, what, it's what I'm trying to say is when, it, my life is, is, is a test. It's a test from God. Uh, there's a lot of things that happened uh, that was apparent and it was my fault. Um, I became a drug dealer. I became uh, an addict. I, I did things that I should not have done. Um, I, I, there's things that uh, happen when you're on the street that you don't want to see. And I, I still deal with that every day. <clears throat> like, you know, things that happen that just people should not see. And uh, especially young, young people that end up out there. It's just, just terrible. Um, uh, when you get on the street, there's a, there's a big difference between, there's a, diff, there's a big difference between uh, uh, living on the street and being a part of the street. Okay. Um, that's, oh, that, that, became, that, that's a big statement, man. Matt, I like that. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, if there is a big, I think you probably know what I'm talking about. Because uh, mm. you, you work with the kids, so you know what I mean. And, yeah. I, and I'll get to that. I'll get to that, in the, maybe in the third step, uh, third uh, time we could do this. Um, uh, but then there's the uh, in my life, I, I met a lot of people that tried to help me. There's a lady named Betty Lewis. Uh, I'll mention her name because she's an awesome lady. Uh, she took me off the streets and met in uh, Sebastian, Florida, about maybe 2017 uh, or something like that years ago. And that woman just loved me to death. Uh, she was a uh, she was an elderly woman. Uh, she's working at this place called the Source, uh, in in uh, Sebastian, Florida. It's actually Vero Beach, uh, Florida. And uh, the day she met me, she cried when she saw me because I, I reminded her of her uh, son. And uh, she uh, from that day on, she took me under her wing, and she did everything she could for me. And uh, 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 I got a bunch of stories about me and her. <laughs> that she, she did things for me that were just incredible, man. That woman, I love her to death. Uh, we don't talk now because uh, life uh, got in the way. Um, and my life got in the way. It created a wall between me and her. And uh, we don't talk now because of that. I would, love, I would love to get a hold of her, uh, you know, to explain to her uh, the way things went. And uh, where I'm at now, because she might start talking to me again, knowing that I'm starting to move up and I'm I'm, I'm gonna be in this program with you guys. And um and uh, and, and you got you got quite the TikTok following too, my man. <laughs> right. <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't like the TikTok thing. I tried and tried to get her to download that TikTok. She will not do it because of the uh the uh you know the downfalls on the TikTok. And mm -hmm. y'all know what I mean by that. Um yeah. But uh, she uh, she loves me to death, and she's just worries about me. I'm pretty sure she's worried about me now, and I'm pretty sure she cries about she cries about me every time she she sees me down fall like I did, and um, 
uh, I, I would love to get a hold of her somehow. And but well, they blocked my number. Well, just just to interject a little bit for like a backstory about me finding you on TikTok. Um, yeah. When found you, you 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 were in, in a tent and doing stuff, and like you had like awesome music and everything. And <laughs> I was I just like, that. I was like, this guy's got the coolest. He had like Elton John and like e like awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love Elton John. I love Elton meet Elton John. I really do. I love to meet that guy. Oh yeah, he's coming. Um, I'm I'm trying to get tickets to uh, Orlando uh, next year. He's coming. He's coming back. But awesome. um, yeah. But like, it's just it's 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 wild. I mean, like, and, and you've had some ups and downs. I, I I don't want to indulge anything that you know you don't want to talk about. But I know you had some like ups and downs with some ladies and stuff. And <laughs> intriguing. Like like, <laughs> yeah. there's a reason. There's a reason why you have so many. You have eleven, twelve thousand TikTok followers. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, but, I basically put my whole life on there for the past year and a year. I basically been putting every minute of my life on there. That, that's awesome. So I, I wanted to touch upon um, Operation Clean. So myself and Tom, we were thinking about um, this, actually this upcoming week. Um, so whenever you're listening to the podcast, it could be whenever. But um, I have some hygiene things and uh deodorant shampoo and we've um partnered uh outreach warriors partnered with a local nonprofit that's in downtown orlando and um they actually have mobile showers and washing machines and dryers and everything it's really cool it's it's awesome hopefully to get i want to get some footage and some interviews so i want to ask bandana are you in on Operation Clean? And maybe we can send, you know, try to get some, if we, we can try to get some donations and stuff and we can get it, get you out on the streets and handing out. Some. Awesome. <laughs> anything you a- ask me to do, anything you ask me to do, I would jump through this phone through the little holes and I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> if this That's was possible. <laughs> well, we, we are, we are very, <laughs> fortunate. we are very fortunate to have you bandana. And I'm very fortunate to have you too. We want we want to get the word out there, and I know that we've been communicating off of off of um, the podcast about other people and other states getting involved, and um, just the more the more warriors we can get, I think it's going to be awesome. And and I also I also wanted to touch upon, and I wanted to let Tom know, and and you know as well, is that we're in a time right now where and we, with the, the kids that I work with and everything are looking for work, um, politics aside and everything like that, um, there are lower paying jobs available for people that are open right now that people don't want to take, you know, because because of COVID and because of the unemployment. And like I said, political views aside and everything like that. But I'm, I'm really thinking that if we can really push this whole, let's get you clean, let's make you feeling good about yourself, go get that job. It might pay $9 an hour. And we know it's not the greatest job in the world. And it's not going to be your forever job. But it could promote you from getting where you are now and making you feel better and pursuing getting permanent housing and off the street, you know? Saying, uh, thank you for... Um, so many offer. So we we will. 
we will be in touch with how Bandana can help us and um, where Bandana is located. We're not going to give away all that information, but Bandana is a part of Outreach Warrior now. Um, shout out to our producer, Tom, who makes the magic happen. And Bandana, thank you. Thank you for joining us yeah. again, man. You are welcome, and you guys are amazing, and God is strong, and if you have God in your life, you can go anywhere, and the sky's the limit. I, I, I believe that too, Bandana, and I feel that we have this group of people, and we are going to work hard, and we are going to outreach the people that need it, and I think great things are going to happen. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. All right. All right, sir. Thank you so much for coming back. And we will talk to Bandana again very soon. And Tom, thank you for everything you do for our podcast and the producing. And we will talk to you soon. Bandana, thank you again, my man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Outreach Warrior. Please reach out to us at outreachwarrior at gmail.com. And also reach out to us at r slash outreach warrior. Thank you for listening. Living here for centuries. Yet I feel so lost. what they please never count the cost and who's gonna help me find my way back home and who's gonna help me find my way and who's gonna help me find my